everyone and uh, welcome to the your story podcast series called build to scale about how startups can and should scale what are the challenges and opportunities for them to reach their dreams uh, joining us are two outstanding speakers i have with me shraddha sharma founder and ceo of india's largest startup portal uh, your story we also have with us madhukar uniyal uh, head of pre sales at oracle marketing cloud welcome to the show shraddha and madhukar Thank you, Madam. Thank you, Madam. So we have a few questions uh, to run through. Uh, let's begin with, for example, the mindset. There's been a lot of buzz about uh, how should startups scale. Typically, a startup journey is in three stages: start with an idea, show that it works, and scale it up. So, how does the mindset actually change? How what do you think of uh, how the mindset of a founder should change as they go from a demo to an actual scaling product? You know, so I would say that. uh it's also an organic process this whole mindset change because when you're starting up then it's like uh you know there's a lot of passion this whole pure uh, dream that you've seen and you want to make it happen you give everything to it and there's no process but passion and uh, and and things work because that's what is needed because nobody believes you you are an outcast and making just something which is in your mind uh, believable uh, so that's the early stage but i would say especially in my journey i have seen that you know it's an organic process where after a point uh, process becomes important while passion has to remain uh, process comes in play like to, when you, you know i started your story i was doing it alone for 3 years then we had a, a team of 5 7 people then we were 10 15 people last year we were 100 people and when you get to such numbers then you start thinking about process because you know you can't have the same way of running the company as when you were one or two or five it's very natural when 100 people people are there in the team you have to think you know the process in terms of how you work how you operate how different teams interact with each other how are you chasing the numbers metrics dashboard so for example madan i never had a dashboard the in your story never had a dashboard or metrics or an aop like annual operating plan because the plan was hey let's do this today but today we have an annual operating plan we have numbers which we are chasing be it in terms of readers be it in terms of revenue be it in terms terms of product that we building and also in terms of you know how productive we are as we scale somehow because it's not just about passion and everyone is not slogging 24/7 so you know process that hey we are the hundred of us are working optimally so all these things become important but just to sum it up i would say it's very organic it happens uh, and the circumstances once you start doing better good the circumstances markets customers your readers your users uh, get you to you know start building that process madhukar what's your take on yeah absolutely i um, i echo what shraddha just said and uh, i think first first and foremost if you, if you hit a challenge as you rightly said madhan it's not a problem it's a challenge and when you hit this challenge it calls for a toast because I think something is going right. You have more downloads, you have more page yeah. views, you have more, uh, you know, you have more traffic, you have more conversion. Whatever your uh, definition of success is, you are hitting. You are on the right path. Now, if I take an analogy, if I take an example, let's say you're going from point A to point B, and you need a car. You just need a car to go from point A to point B. And passion is the fuel, as you rightly said, Shraddha. You know, passion is your fuel, which will take you from point A to point B. But once you hit point B, is the time when you realize that. now to continue the journey further is passion enough do i need a faster car do i need a car which has more security airbags abs god knows what 
So I think that's the point where a startup or any company might just need to take a pause and think that I've come from point A to point B with, with certain things. I know the speed that I've come to this point. Now, do I need to scale up? Do I need to have a different fuel, not just passion, but something more? Uh, you know, do I need to have a faster car to reach from point B to point C? And that's something um, which I think uh, really is, is, is something that startups are looking at. Um, what I would really say from my experience in working with startups at Oracle, we work with big enterprises and startups as well. I'd say we should not be looking at it at point B, but why not point A itself? Yeah. That's that's that. You know, Madan, I would just say what Madhuka said, he, he had a very brilliant point. Like as entrepreneurs, we forget that hey, uh, when we have this whole trouble of scale and uh, too many things happening, too many downloads or too many users or too, too many customers, then we start worrying. But uh, it's a time to toast because something yeah. is really... So it's yeah. brilliant point, Madhuka, yeah, I just yeah. want to say that. Very nice. Okay, so you, you've all you both mentioned that... Uh, in addition to uh, passion, you also have to add process and structure and roles and all that. But you know, one fear that a lot of founders have is that uh, as you scale up, you lose the personal touch. For example, if you're a content site, you don't have time anymore to write or reply to customer emails. If you're in retail, you don't have time to talk to all the customers individually. If you're in tech, you can't respond to every single query of a customer. So how do you deal with this block of, uh, I need to scale, but I'm going to lose the personal touch? How do you address that fear? Uh, I agree that, you know, once you scale, you have thousand things. Uh, so in 24 hours, you had 100 things to do. But once you scale, then you have thousand things to do. And, and as a founder, management team, or as a team itself, how, what to prioritize, what to address and what not to address. So as a founder, as an entrepreneur, for me, it was very important. And your story as a brand, for us, it was very important that as we scale, we should not lose our personality who we are you know we can't forget who we are we are actually the champions of entrepreneurs so we cannot start living in that bubble that hey we are a big brand now or this or that we who we who were we on 16th september 2008 we were a platform for entrepreneurs who are we in 2018 10 years down the line we are because of the entrepreneurs so that ethos runs across the company we still tell stories of entrepreneurs uh, we still champion to the point that people say oh we are like cheerleaders which is absolutely okay uh, and, and someone today was telling me oh you've continued to glamorize the startups in so many years but yes we've continued uh, since uh, so so that's a choice which you take but yes to answer your question you have to prioritize because time is the biggest and most precious commodity as you scale and you have to see where will you focus and how will you build that process that a personal touch and who you are as a brand and culture has to stay then how do you make it as a process that the newest intern who joins your company believes in that Oracle but, has talked to entrepreneurs and enterprises of all sizes so yeah, what is your take on how they all manage to keep the personal touch yeah look I mean personalization is not a problem that startups are facing or big companies are facing it's a problem agnostic uh, when we talk to large enterprises they have a lot of technology baggage uh, you must have heard about, you know, these words like golden customer record, 360 degree view, master marketing profile, uh, profile of one and whatnot. It, it all basically boils down to personalization. Large enterprises, small, medium enterprises, big companies, everybody's trying to solve the personalization problem. And if, if you really ask me, what's the solution? What Shraddha said is I 100% agree. 
that should be in the DNA. She just quoted example of on 16th September 2008, we started off with personalization in mind, with our ethos in mind, and that's what drives everything. When we look at big transactions, you know, big, big companies, big multinational companies, and you know, big enterprises, they were more transactional. And that's, I think, an advantage that startups have today. They can, they can have it in their DNA right from the ground zero. They can start working on technology on people, on process, in a way that personalization and customer experience is at the center of everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so both of you said that uh, priority is a big part of the uh, strategy, etc. Uh, another challenge which founders uh, uh, often face is, um, yes, I know that I must scale, but uh, there's cost involved with it. Maybe it means hiring more people, and that's a typical approach. The more challenges you have, throw more people at it. Hire more, become bigger. But uh, just hiring is not the answer, obviously. So we've seen a lot of very interesting new platforms, you know, social, mobile, analytics, cloud, big data, etc. So what are some of your thoughts on how technology can keep your costs down, uh, help you to control expenses while also scaling up? Yeah, it's a, it's a great topic, uh, Shradhan. You know, coming from Oracle, and I work very closely with Oracle, so I can give you Oracle's perspective of what happens. Uh, so... Look, I mean, today's day and age, uh, we are way past the on-prem world where you have to procure hardware and you have to procure software and you have to hire people and manage your infrastructure and then get a platform ready and so on and so forth. We live in a software as a service world, right, where you can scale up and down as per your need. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very different world altogether. Uh, one thing that, that I've realized, and, and again, coming to your point, um, expenses creeping up on you. What we hear from startup is that we want minimal uh, initial cost or minimal yeah. in initial investment uh, and we want a pay-as-you-go model. And you will see not just Oracle, but if you look at large solution providers today at the scale of Oracle, uh, they all have come up with this innovative pricing model where we are supportive. Everybody, all the, all the solution providers are supportive of this model because otherwise, uh, you know, it will be, it will be a, a place where you know, nobody will be looking at Oracle, nobody will be looking yeah. at people who are, you know, or, you know, the companies who are offering these big investment upfront and then looking at scale. Because obviously not just startup, but even if you look at the, the big enterprises, they're also in favor of the software as a service model where they can use it, pay as you go model. Um, it's a similar example, you know, and, and this is again from my experience uh, working with Oracle and talking to a lot of startups. Uh, it's, it's a similar case when you go into a mall, if somebody comes to and tells you that, look, if you have a few thousand bucks in your pocket, you can go to this shop and get a t-shirt for a few thousand. And if you go to that shop, you'll get it for a few lakhs. What would you do in that case, right? You have a few thousand in your pocket, you'll go to the shop of on course. the right hand side, <laughs> right? But that, that's, that's the mindset that we at Oracle are trying to change because we are not that big Oracle, which will always look at a lot of cost up front. And I think it's it's basically to survive and to also you know help the startup community and the companies we are working with. Good. So that should get all of you startups out there very interested in what our friends over here have to offer. So another challenge which many startups have in their mind is around which scale you get both the good and the bad. So you get a lot of good business, new customers, but at the same time problems also can get magnified. Bad news travels very fast. A small mistake becomes very big when you talk to millions of customers instead of a few dozen customers. So how do you manage this risk by using things like technology and process? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll say, you know, a statement that feedback is the breakfast of champion. You should have um, every possible way to get every possible feedback which is out there on social media for you. 
now if it was just one tweet or one facebook comment or one you know comment on youtube or wherever on social media it was fine you could just put some some people there and they could answer your queries and you could just handle those complaints or suggestion or you could just acknowledge um, if somebody praises you and your work but when it is at scale you really need crawlers you know you need like it's it's a it's an ocean out of which you need to just filter out the noise and get the signals for that yes technology is out there uh, which can help you find out what are the sentiment about you know your brand uh, your products your services uh, who are the right people you should first um, reach out to who have a lot of followers who have a lot of you know comments on their facebook channel and who can really make your um, you know things viral so technology can help you sort out noise and get to the real signals because that's very important in the social media space yeah yeah you know and uh, i just add to what madhukar said or maybe i'll just endorse what he said to me feedback is the best thing that you can get and if you have a crisis or a negative feedback it's the biggest blessing you know what worries me is that when everything is very rosy and nice because when everything is rosy and nice that means there's some something which is broken and you're not able to see uh, and 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 anyone who's giving you a bad news or uh, you get negative feedback i think it's an opportunity for you to turn it around we've done that and i say that you know it's such a big 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 advantage for brands when they uh, get uh, uh, feedback because the customer is taking that effort to and talking to you rather than just ignoring your story has been helped a lot because of this feedback which we have constantly uh, beat at late night or early morning we have responded to and taken feedback so i'll tell all entrepreneurs in whatever field you are in it's great and and you know sometimes investors come in your board and you get investors they put you on your toes and quarterly and monthly you have you know it's like a feedback mechanism but you know at hindsight after a year after two years after a quarter you realize oh i am a better entrepreneur i am much evolved my team is much evolved as a company i'm evolved so it's a great thing great thing great so we talked about the mindset of scale the attitude of dealing with the customer feedback and criticism new kinds of delivery models for technology Let's come to the last part, which is the tools. What kinds of uh, trends are you seeing in the new kinds of tools and platforms that are available for startups to manage scale? Yeah, that's a good topic. I spend a lot of my time on a daily basis working on tools and talking to our prospects, especially at Oracle. You know, what kind of problem are they facing, and how can Oracle technology bridge that gap for you? How can we be a helping hand to your problems and your aspirations? So, what really I've I've, I've realized is that companies have already invested. in a lot of tools and technology I'll, i'll you know it could be a email platform it could be a it could be a mobile app platform analytics platform it could be anything right yeah. um and what has happened is that every platform has its own um data set its own silo its own channel and a lot of our discussions are happening around solving this problem which is a consistent customer experience so whether they you know look at our our offerings on a mobile app whether they look at on an email whether they are on our website whether they are on any other platform we want to make sure that they get a consistent experience um i have some personal examples that i can share where you know i was looking for a insurance policy 6 uh, months back um i after looking at four five options so i actually signed up for one of the insurance companies and they kept chasing me on facebook and google and they kept sending me emails about hey sign up for our policy now this is experience where you know the the advertising and the marketing and the customer service don't know what's happening with this customer 
and, and this happens in a lot of places. So how can yeah. technology help? Is it can create a single place where things are integrated. And very what we are doing at Oracle is we have built a CX suite where we have marketing, advertising, service, sales, social, all these under a single suite and all talking to each other. Our customer experience itself is divided into the service side of things, the sales, the marketing, uh, and the advertising and the data cloud. These are all modular solutions which have been procured by Oracle, purchased by Oracle. And basically uh, what Oracle did was you know, bought these companies, uh, you know, took them to the Oracle labs and created a way by which we can pass on a service ticket back to the marketing team and a marketing inquiry back to the sales side and seamlessly flow, you know, the data flows from one tool to another without hassles of integration and without solving the data problem. Business people be the scientists, but let them run the business. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We've had a very wide ranging conversation here covering everything from mindset and process to culture. Let me ask both of you for a sort of sign off line. What's your parting words of advice, parting words of wisdom for our audience out there? Well, I'd say um, raise a toast startups, because if you have a scalability challenge, it's a great challenge. It calls for a celebration, but at the same time, do it early, choose the right partner. Uh, I would say, Madan, what uh, uh, probably all our grandmothers and parents would say, uh, and we never listen to, uh, don't stress, yeah. it happens, it takes time, but it happens, and it will happen, so don't stress, your stressing will not make it happen faster. Uh, how would you make all this operational for employees now? What is the message that you would have for your colleagues in a company? You've talked about the mindset of a leader and how to think of the technology ecosystem, etc. So as you bring more people on board, what is your message to uh, a founder should give to their colleagues about this whole scale mindset? Yeah, with more people comes more ideas uh, and at the same time comes more silos. I'll, I'll still go back to the point that Shraddha said, your DNA, your culture. Every new employee who comes and joins you should share the same DNA should share the same culture, everything should be customer-centric. And I would say, Madan, that you are limited by your own dreams. All of us are limited by our own dreams. Dream madly, yeah. dream crazily, and everyone who comes to a startup should come with the mindset that, hey, it's high risk, it, is, it might fail. So don't expect that valuation, and you'll become a billion dollar company, for all you know, you might not, but have a great ride. And that great ride is in your hand. So that's something which everyone who joins a startup should keep in mind. One of the aims of this podcast is to share with entrepreneurs lessons from other industry leaders in the field and other fellow entrepreneurs. What are some of your thoughts on what are some very good ways to promote more knowledge sharing between uh, tech leaders, giant firms, small startups, scale stage startups? How should more knowledge be shared in this community? So many ways, uh, uh, Madan, it can be done. And, and you know, I'm very thankful that we are all here talking in a digital era, <laughs> in a digital economy. Today, sharing of knowledge is as easy as uh, possible. Uh, and I would say, you know, conversations like this, which we are ha ha having, right? Just taking out time to have a conversation, even if it impacts one person and they're able to think their scale or even if they're able to uh, respond differently, that's a great thing. Uh, 
uh, and I would say social media. I'm a big, big fan of social media conversations that happen digitally. Uh, so I think a lot more uh, uh, knowledge sharing on digital is the way to go. Yeah, and I'll, I'll again, you know, some of the friends that I have in the startup community. Um, and one thing that I really like about, you know, the startups and, and which should continue always is the collaboration. Right, it's a small team. Everybody shares what they like, what they don't like, what other feedback. It's a very open platform. And as you grow, um, you know, you should have the same voice. Um, like if I look at, uh, um, you know, Tesla for example. If you see, uh, Elon Musk has a pretty straight policy. Like I don't want any manager or senior manager or anybody. If you have anything, just straight away come to me. Yeah. And that thing should be always there. That that you know that that knowledge sharing that that. Um, no hesitation, no boundaries. When you have to share an idea, a feedback, or anything, it should be an open thing between the employees. You know, what Madhukar is saying, I would add to that is that it's the onus lies on entrepreneurs, founders, senior management. Because, you know, more often than not, young people who come to a company or people who come, they come with a lot of ideas. Sometimes they stop sharing also because we might say, you know, here that, hey, like I might say that, oh, I'm very good at uh, taking feedback, but we have to reflect as we grow, how open are we to take feedbacks as entrepreneurs, how open are we to new ideas, to people t talking something which might just not make sense, and how open are you uh, to encourage people to do that. Then it becomes a practice, habit, and that's the culture. Yeah, and as you have more people on board, uh, obviously technology plays a big role because managing a bunch of people like you know a team of five people is still easy but when you have a 500 or 5000 people uh, you definitely need a technology again a technology which will not be a hindrance in yeah. the communication but should um, you know facilitate. basically facilitate your yeah, yeah your communication so scale in the indian context means many things first of all we've got 1.2 plus billion i guess population x number of languages we also are serving customers all over the world so, Shraddha, what has scale meant for your story? For example, if you look at the Your Story website today, we are in some 12 Indian languages and, and German as well and English. There's video, there's audio and so on. Where is your story in its 10th year of its journey in terms of scale? I hope uh, Mother your story is as restless, as restless, making as many mistakes and uh, messing up as much as we did on, the, on day one. Uh, uh, but exciting. Uh, we are reaching millions of people in this country and I'm personally very excited because, you know, for us the challenge was will people be interested in positive stories, especially in digital content. You know the kind of content that gets very uh, 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 viral, those are generally either negative or they are either entertainment or cricket and Bollywood. These are the content. So for me, it was a madness where I said, oh, I would love to know about you. And who are you? I, while I would love to know about Akshay Kumar, I would love to know you. Because tomorrow you could be Akshay Kumar or better or whoever, right? Or Elon Musk or whoever. And, and, and you know what is lovely in last 10 years and now today, millions of readers in Hindi and Telugu, we are doing very well. There's a huge readership, social media, you can see it's visible, the traction that we have. So I'm personally very excited and we're building an interesting product which should come out in next one. Uh, month uh, where we're going after, if I may say so, the, uh, a large, large number of uh, readers, users. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Let us thank both our outstanding speakers on this podcast, Shraddha Sharma, founder and CEO of Your Story, as well as Madhukar Unial, head of pre-sales at, Aura, at uh, Oracle Marketing Cloud. Uh, we come to the end of this podcast now, but in future episodes, we will have more insights, tips and case studies from founders, chief product officers, chief technology officers, chief information officers and so on. Please join us at the next episode of this podcast series, Build to Scale, brought to you by your story and Oracle. Thank you all and we look forward to your feedback and continuous engagement.